Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. God is doing some new things here at Axios, and I'm so excited. What he is, he is doing. Not what he's going to do, what he is doing. Because sometimes we can kind of look at, hey, I want to know what he's going to do. But we miss the blessing of what he's doing now. And um, if you have breath in your lungs, you have purpose in your heart, man, God can move mountains in your life. And I truly believe that today. Today we're going to start a new series called The Future Is Now. The Future Is Now. I want to give you a couple verses as we start this series. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says like this. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 says, but... As it, is, as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor heart of man can imagine, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things that God has revealed to you through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. This series we're going to be talking about is going to be setting our minds for what is to come in this place, what is to come for Axios Church. And then it can also parallel for what is to come in your life as well. As we go into this future, we all are seeking a future here at Axios. This series is going to be kind of for the home base, the people that call this place Axios Church. And the next month, we're going to be casting a vision, an understanding of one thing. The future can be now. The future can't be now. We're going to be talking about and leaning into the future plans, the dreams, the purposes of Axios Church. If this is your first time here, we hope that you feel welcome and love. And hopefully by this series, you can make this place your home as well. Because as we cast this vision of what God is going to do, the statement is, what if the future can be now? What if the future can be now? We are wanting some kind of future in all of our lives. That's why we go to that school to to see about that future. That's why we get that career. That's why we do those extra workouts. Not me. Uh, That's why we try to climb the ladder of success. That's why we we take risk in our lives because we are casting our, our life for the future that we have in front of us. Sometimes we're so focused on the future that we we miss the things God is doing now, but we all are seeking some kind of future. And this series is going to lead us into our, our, we're calling it our legacy offering. Our legacy offering is going to be April 25th, the end of the month. And what that legacy offering is, is we're going we're gonna to come together as a body of Christ. And we're going we're gonna to sow in to what the future is here at Axios Church. We're going to be taking some pledge cards because we truly believe that this is not our home. We're going to have a building one day. And God is going to make a way that he's going he's gonna, 
God is going to do something different in this place. And as, as, as I move forward, we're, this is all going to be leading towards that legacy offering. So we're going to be talking about that in the next couple of weeks a little bit more. But I want you guys to get together with your families, husbands and wife, get together and see, man, what can we sow into the future of what God's doing in this place as we move forward? This is our home. There's always a tension between a dream and the execution of that dream. There's always that tension between a dream and the execution of that dream. When we sold the vision of Axios Church in December of 2019, it was a dream. But without us executing on that dream, that dream will only become what? A dream. Execution has to happen. What if I told you today for this church, or what, what if the future of this church is on the other side of our execution? What if I say that the future of this church is on the other side of our execution and what we do in our lives? We can sit on our hands day in and day out and, and, and try to, to just say, hey, it's going to happen. But we have to put our hands to the plow because a dream can't fall out of dream. We got to make a dream a reality. And it all is it's all all of us coming together. I love the the. The preacher, his name is Mike Todd. He said, he said this one time. He said, it's crazy until it happens. It's crazy until it happens. Axios Church was crazy. If you looked at my, my Instagram, I have this quote on my, my little bio. Because when we first thought about doing Axios Church, it was crazy. We had nobody backing us. No, there, there's no like, there's no like denomination. There's nothing. We went with a dream and, a, and, and, and what God has called us to do. And we say, God, use us. And you're standing in a motion of a miracle day in and day out. You're, you're in the middle of a miracle. Because God is saying he's doing a new thing. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans, declares warfare and not evil, and a future and a hope. God really spoke to me this week. I, I, I kind of had a rough week. I kind of had a rough couple weeks, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of movements and transitions and, and God what and kind of relying on God and kind of saying, God, I don't know what, where to go. I don't know if to go left. I don't know if to go right. I don't know if to go straight. Just God, I need direction. I, I, and I was so focused on what I need to do, and I was never worried about who I need to be in God. And then God rocked my world. Don't you, don't you love when God just like, hey, you know that plan that you have? <laughs> it ain't a plan. It's crazy, all right? I got a plan for you, God says. And he told me this. He said, through this church, I'm going to do things different. He literally told me, whatever you learned in the past 11 years of ministry, I want you to throw it away. I said, well, there was a lot of stress back in those 11 years. There's a lot of learning in those. Well, what are you talking about? I have to be prepared. God said, I want you to throw it away because I want to do a new thing through Axios Church. He said, I want, I want, I want, I want to do something different. I want to have a people that are going to think of doing stuff a little bit crazy. And he told me this. He said, people are not going to like everything we do. This church is not going to be for everyone. 
People are, people are not going to like the different. People are going to uh, have questions. People are not even going to like what we're doing. But God said, when you trust my voice and the direction God have for you, I'm, I'll make a new path in the wilderness that you're entering in. It's crazy until it happens. But if I wasn't, if I was honest with you, I wouldn't. I, I, if, I, if I was honest with you, I can tell you that I was very afraid when God told me that. I was like, <laughs> like. What are you talking about? You told me to that God, you're going to do something new in this place. I mean, I know, I know how to do the ministry thing. I mean, you get this, you got this, you got this event, you got this. He said, yeah, that's great, and, and that might happen, but guess what? A new thing's coming. I need a people that are willing to hear my voice and follow the new. Follow the new. See, I was afraid when he told me that because when God gives you a bigger vision, when God gives you to, he tells you to trust a little deeper, when God says to get out of the way, fear creeps in because you're saying this huge vision that you have, God, how can it be done through little me? I think to obtain the abundance of God, we have to sometimes have the mentality of saying, send me, send me. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, it says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And I will, and who will go for us? And I said, Isaiah says, I am, uh, here I am, send me. Will you have the boldness enough to say, God, send me? Will you have the boldness to say, past my fear, past my lack, I'm going to buy into what you're doing here in this place. I'm going to go all in. It doesn't matter. There's a difference between being a renter of the mission or an owner of the mission. A renter of the mission is a person, when you're renting a house, it ain't your house. So you don't care if there's weeds. You don't care if, if the, the paint is chipping a little, but when you own it, there's a different responsibility that you have to do because when it's chipped, you don't call anyone. You better get you better know how to go to Home Depot and do the little spackling thingy. Obviously, I don't know what I'm doing. God said, I want people to be owners of the mission. I don't want people to be renters because renters don't have responsibility. Renters, there's no weight. But when you are an owner, there's a different mindset that you have. It's a buy-in that says, through everything, I'm going to be there. Through everything, I'm going to sow in. Through everything, I'm going to serve. It's a buy-in. It's a different kind of mentality. Do I have people here at Axios Church that are renters or are you, are you bought into what God is doing in this place? Are you owners? Are we owners of what God has entrusted us to be? Because God could give anybody this vision and these and these and these um the, these core values, but He gave it He gave it to us. Think about this: from the beginning of time, God knew that you were going to be here at this moment, at this hour, at this minute, in this place, sowing into this church. He knew you were going to be here. So why why are we just being renters? When we can buy in and say, God, if you created us to be here, man, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to throw in all my chips, and I'm going to do what you called me. I'm going to put my hands to the plow, and I'm going to be who you called me to be in this place. It reminds me of a story of the book of Mark. There was a young, young, young boy who seemed to have little, and God used him to make many. And he, all he said is, send me. 
It's crazy to happen. Let's go to Mark chapter 6, verse 30 through 44. Let's go to be reading here a little bit, just giving you some context of what we're going to be talking about today. In verse 30, it says, The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they have done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even, uh, leisure even to eat. And, and they went away in a boat to the desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from the town, and they got ahead of them. So let me just stop this right there. So Jesus and his disciples are tired. I mean, they've probably been traveling. They're, they're, they're going town to town, miracles after miracles. I'm hanging out with people, hanging out with people that, that, that you know, people would be like, hey, who you hang, why are you hanging out with? He didn't care because he, he, he don't care about your status. He cares about your heart. So he, he, he's just going to these people's house, and, and he's, they're come to a place where the, the disciples are like, hey, Jesus, it's time to rest. Let, let's go to a place where we know that no one's going to be there. Let's go to a desolate place. Let's go to a place where nobody's going to follow us so we can just rest and then go to the next town. But then people saw that they were going to the desolate place, and guess what? They ran ahead and met Jesus there. So let's keep on reading. And um, verse 37. But um, he, he answered, oh, wait, um, verse, where verse I am? 35. And, and, when it, and when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, this is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away and go into the surrounding countryland and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered to them, you give them something to eat. I love Jesus. I, 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 he, the disciples were like, all right, Jesus, great preaching. Good job. We hungry. There's no McDonald's. There's no Crystals. There's no Wendy's. Where There's, there's nothing to eat here. It's a desolate place. It's so funny. The, the disciples told Jesus to go to the desolate place. But then the, the disciples are complaining that they're in a desolate place because they want to eat. But you told them to go. But here's the thing. This is what Jesus does for us. We say, Jesus, we are in need. We need this. We need that. Jesus said, hey, you do it. Oh, Jesus, this person should be, uh, uh, I, I really think that this person is a good, he has a good personality. They should be a greeter. They should be, you know, part of the worship team. And Jesus said, how about you? Because we have to, we point all the time. But what if God wants to use you? What if God is saying, hey, you feed them. And then they said to him, um, shall we go and buy them uh, um, 200 denarii worth of bread and give, them to, give them, to, them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they have found out, they said, five loaves, two fishes. And he commanded them all to sit down in a group of, of, in the green grass. And they sat down in a group by hundreds and, and by fifties. And and taking the loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed it and broke it. And disciples um, set before them to the, to the people. And they divided the two fish um, among them all. And they ate and they were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces of the fish. And those who ate the loaves and fishes were men. But then you, you keep on reading in the account, there was men, there was women. There was, it was thousands of people there. But in this account, it really doesn't identify 
who gave the loaves and the fishes. If we all know, if you go back to our, you know, flannel board Sunday school, we know there was a little boy, a little boy with a basket with five loaves and two fishes. This boy was just chilling, all right? My man was just going by his day, and he heard about this Jesus, and he just followed the crowd. Hey, let me just take my lunch, and let's go. So this boy had all he needed, but he didn't know that day that the miracle was going to come through him. Sometimes we're so focused on what we don't have, God wants to use what you do have. See, this boy made a decision to give it all for God's plan and didn't want anything in return. To what he wanted to obtain the future now. There's certain things that this boy did that we need to understand in our lives and as we move forward. Number one, he was willing to be noticed. Okay. He was willing to be noticed. See, children back in those days weren't really given a voice. They weren't really ready. They, they weren't willing to speak out. They were always saying, hey, you hush. The, the, the men of those days, they, they were like, they were the ones that made the authority. They talked about children. You don't know nothing. You just hush up. But God used a boy to make one of the greatest miracles ever known. But this boy was willing to come out of the shadows and was willing to be noticed. See, this boy could have been, could have been shy. He could have been like, no, 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 I, I, I'm just a boy. You, you can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't be used. I'm just a boy. You, you, you can't be speaking to me. You're the Messiah. He could have been so shy or so timid because in, back in those days, he should have been. But here's a boy with five loaves and two fishes, and the disciple says, hey, can we have your basket? Sometimes our past or our lack can make us fall back into what God, and God is calling us to be seen. See, sometimes our past and our lack, what we think we don't have, makes us fall back, but God is telling you, hey, you need to be seen. You need to be noticed. In, in Psalms chapter 33, verse 18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope is in his steadfast love. When we are following the Lord and the direction for his life, his eye is on us. His eye is on us. We, we're not, we don't need to look to the front or the back. We, we're, we don't need to make sure that we, we feel like we're a mistake. No, we have a purpose. We don't need to be that, that, that we're forgotten. No, you are noticed. So when, so when we have the confidence and know that we are noticed, we have the confidence to go all in in God's purpose in our life. When we have the confidence to know, hey, he notices me, so I have the confidence to step out of what he has for me. The thing is, we don't have confidence really in God. We don't really have confidence that we probably have confidence in God, but we don't have confidence in God using me. Because I know me. I know when nobody's around, the things I think about. I know when, no, when, when I feel down and out or I have a bad day at, at, at my work, what I, what I go to for my time. 
in my leisure. See, but the thing is, God doesn't look at your past. God doesn't look at your lack. He looks at what you have, and he says, I'm putting a spotlight. I want you to come out of the crowd. I'm putting a spotlight on you. Whatever talents you have, whatever resources you have, whatever a blessing you can be, the love that you have, that is the thing that you want to hide. When God jumps into the room, he says, you need to step out because I got something bigger for you. I got something that God's calling you to be. Get out of the crowd let me see that basket and let me use what have you that that you have in your hand but God is just little God is just a little thing that I have but what can God do with your little and multiply it to bless others but you have to step out you got to stop there's been people that that been hurt by church and at one time they stood they stepped out and they got hurt and they put a wall up god is saying knock the wall down you are you are blocking the blessing i have for you it's time to get out of the crowd give me your basket and let me do what i only can do let me take your lack and make it a miracle it's time to step out of the crowd it's time to be noticed It's time to be who God's called you to be. Are you willing to step out? Are you willing to look at yourself how God sees you as his child? That you are loved, that you are adored, that you are forgiven. Be noticed because guess what? You are noticed. You're not just a number. You're not just a person that that, that just is here. No. You have the loaves. You have the fishes. Let it stretch out and let God use it. Be noticed today because you are noticed by him. You're not hidden. Let God use what you have. Number two, he was willing to say yes. He was willing to say yes. God's way of provision always begins with what we have. Let me say that again because people are missing it. God's provision always begins with what you have. He wants us to, to he wants us to use what we have wisely. Don't, don't, don't foolishly pray for more when God is telling you to use what you have already and it's good. See, what they did was really laughable. Going out to the crowd and find five loaves and two fishes? How it's supposed to be to feed all these stuff? It's laughable. Let's think about it. We're trying to be all holy. It's five pieces of bread and two fishes. I, I didn't say, listen, this is the first time. I'm, adding, I'm not adding this, but this is the first time anybody has sushi, okay? Because did he, they didn't have a fire. They didn't say, hey, they cooked the fish. In my mind, we're having sushi all day. It was raw fish. They're like, ah, gah, gah, gah. savages. Five loaves, two fishes, a boy saying yes. The boy was willing to give what he had for God to do what he can do. See, the fish and the loaves were not enough, but our lack qualifies us for a miracle. If I had a black church, we have an organ right at this moment. The five, lo- the, the five loaves and two fishes were not enough in the natural. 
But God takes our lack and it's a qualification for his miracle that he has for your life. The loaves and the fishes were not enough. And sometimes we feel like we're not enough. And that's the point. We're not enough. We're not enough. But when God's hand is in the middle of my life, my not enough turns into enough because God is in the middle of the miracle. I'm not manufacturing it. I'm not trying to get to this person. When God is in the middle, my not enough turns into enough. With our yes, God can blow and will blow our minds. What have we said no to out of fear that God is telling you, hey, say yes out of faith? What have you said no to out of fear that God wants you to say yes to out of faith? What if I told you today your miracle that you've been praying for is on the other side of your yes? The boy not only had his life was changed, but others' lives were changed as well because of one obedience is infectious to others. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I'm not making this stuff up. I wish I did because I'll be rich. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. Let's say it again. If you are willing and obedient. Willing and obedient. Willing is, hey, it doesn't matter if I know. It doesn't matter if I have the resources. It doesn't matter if I, if I know A, B, or C. I'm willing and I'm obedient. You shall eat the good of the land. The fish and the loaves, um, you, you, they were not enough, but God made enough with the, with the little boys. Yes, you're, you are going to be scared because you're not in control. He's going to prune some things out of your life, and he's going he's to require you to trust a little more. Are you willing to say yes because you could have the things that God has for your life? I want Axios Church, this church. To be a church of yes. To be a church of yes. Lord, send us. Lord, use us. God, work through us. Yes will turn into our miracle. So just think about your life right now. Where would your life be if you said yes to things that are going to benefit your life? Because sometimes we don't say yes because we feel like we have to be ready. We can't say yes to God because we're not ready yet. You heard that before? Well, I'm not there yet. Well, when are you going to get there? You know, like, like, like I, I, I got I to do me real fast. Well, I've seen your Instagram. <laughs> oh, I, 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 need, I, I need to do some things first. What? Well, you, you tried and tried to do things on your own. You try to even use your resources out of God's will. And it might work for a season, but some of you are struggling, wondering why it's not worked anymore because you're out of the will of God and what he wants to do with your five loaves and two fishes. We have to be willing 
and obedient to do what God's called us to do. His yes, our yes will turn into his miracle. Number three, and the last one. He left his mark. This boy will forever be known as the boy with the loaves and the fish. This, this, in history, you always will go to this scriptures and know that there was a boy that had loaves and fishes. But for others, this boy's identity was different for them. For others, this boy, by his sacrifice, let us have more than enough to take home with them. For others, this boy gave them, the, this boy that gave all in now had changed other people's lives because they saw a miracle and now a miracle can happen in their lives. For others in this scene, this boy gave them, a, show, this boy showed them a heart of generosity and something sparked within them and now they're generous. See, it's by leaving your mark you think you're doing something, but for somebody else that was in the crowd, you're changing their perspective because if you have the faith to do it, also they can have the faith to do it. If God can work in your life, so can he do in their life as well. This one act of sacrifice marked this boy for history. But I don't think this boy came with this five loaves and two fishes looking for recognition. For far too long, we just wanna be recognized with what we have. God knows what you have. <laughs> you, you don't just wake up one day and be like, hey, I can sing. Hey, I, I got this business. Hey, God knows what you have. I don't think this boy set up this lunch to be like, hey, one day I'm going to be written in history. But he was prepared enough to set the meal, but God was prepared enough to change his identity for others. Why? Because he was willing to say yes. He didn't come in to be recognized, but when God sees obedience, God changes things around us. He not only left Mark for his life, he, he, he helped others as well. There was people that ate and ate like crazy that day and took some home. What, how can you be a blessing that you can be a blessing just in the present, but then also be a blessing for somebody in the future? How about this? With this all-in of sacrifice, if you want to leave a mark, a legacy in your life, it's always attached to a sacrifice you have to be willing to do. If you want to leave a mark and a legacy in this world, in your family, in this generation, it has to be willing to have a sacrifice attached to that. You can't just wake up one day and be like, hey, I arrived. No. There's some sacrifice that needs to happen. There's some things that you might need to get away from. There's some things, there's some people you might need to get. There's a sacrifice attached to your mark. The boy was, here's the thing. The boy was never identified by name. 
You didn't say, you didn't see, hey, the boy, John, the boy, Bill. I don't know any of my names. Or Jose. You gotta keep it, you gotta keep it all generations. You know, we gotta keep it there. The boy was never, I oh God. The boy was never identified by name. He was identified by his action. He was never identified by his name. He was identified by his action. What do you want to be identified? A person of talk or a person of action? His action left a mark to help others with what he had in his hand. Maybe we have to, we want to search for the new best thing. What if the new best thing is in you? We're always seeking, seeking, seeking. But what if your seeking is already in you and you have to just give it, give it to God? Leave your mark. Sometimes you're not going to be, sometimes you're not going to get the full recognition. Sometimes your name's not going to be in, in billboards. Maybe your name was never going to be recognized. But when you want to be recognized, it's by your action. Who did I impact? Who did I talk to? Who did I get people to Jesus? It's a by your action that God is going to say, good my faithful servant. There's so many people that have the title, but they don't have the anointing attached to it. You can have the title all you want. The boy was like, hey, now can you identify me by the boy with the loaves and fish? Hey, can you, can you now, can I be part of your disciples now? Hey, can, can, I, can I now get the plaque? But the boy's silence was more impactful for many than it was ever going to be identified for. It was better and for himself. He knew that what he had wasn't enough, but he was willing to give it because he knew that his, his not enough was going to turn into enough at the hands of God. Stop worrying about getting the name and stop worrying about being the name. Stop worrying about what you can achieve. Stop worrying about being the, the next influencer. I'm great about that, but guess what? Influence somebody else. Because even the word influencer is thrown out. Influencer means you impacting other people. But now influencer means be self-centered. <laughs> you want to influence people? Be an influencer. Use what God has given you. Stretch it out. And let him make the miracle in your life. Tony. You want to leave a mark. Be a mark in somebody else's life. You want to leave a mark. Be a mark in somebody else's. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 and 12 says like this. Two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will, will sustain him and a three fold cord is not quickly broken in this church what can God do through our little 
together. Because I don't know about you, I don't have it all. I don't have all the resources to make this miracle happen. I, I, sometimes I don't, even have the, I don't even have the drive. Sometimes it's exhausting. But when you're down, I need to lift you up. And when I'm down, you need to lift me up. We can do this thing alone. But what if we did it together? What if you took your lack? What if you took your lack? What if you took your little bit? And what if we take all of our lacks together? What can God do in that place? What, can he, what kind of miracle can he put in this place? What kind of miracle can he do in your family? What kind of miracle can he do in Lakeland? If we take our lacks, not our best, what if we just take our lacks? Because even our lacks, he can turn into a miracle. But we have to be what? Willing and obedient. Willing and obedient. God has a plan for this place. And it starts with us. We're willing to be noticed. We're willing to say yes. And we're willing to say, leave a mark in this city, in this country, in this generation. It's the mark that we leave because it's not going to be out of our talk. It's going to be out of our action. But how can it be in your personal life as well? What if you truly went all in with God? What if you truly said yes to him? Are you willing to say yes to him? just like that boy did that one day. God can use your lack and turn it into a miracle. Do you believe it? It can happen. Because it's crazy until it happens. The future can be attained now, but it really has to do with the willingness and the obedience that you have in God. Take your loaves, take your fish, give it to him. Let him make the miracle. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.